When the coronavirus emerged in the United States, the first piece of advice we received was wash your hands and don't touch your face, especially with your eyes, nose, and mouth. So what do you do with that advice when your job involves putting your finger in other people's mouth every day? Now, on Covering COVID. Gina has been a dental hygienist for over 29 years. She has lived in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for all of her life and found her career of being a dental hygienist when she was 20. She was first going to school to be a dental technician when her professor came up to her and told her she should go for the dental hygienist career, and she never looked back. What Gina likes most about her job is being able to have interactions with people and learning about who they are as a person. Another thing she likes is the cleanliness of being a dental hygienist and how it prepared her for this pandemic. Now, Gina DeSaris works for Dr. Jonathan Stone, DMD in Rainer, Pennsylvania, and has been there for the past 16 years. So, Gina, before the quarantine, what was the type of precautions that you had at work that were, you know, for this situation that's going on? Um, during my practice, uh, we always took universal precautions against all any type of virus, not just the COVID. And um, what we do is, you know, sterilize instruments, sterilize the room, sterilize the chairs. And um, with the COVID, we were more apt to have to make sure that patients would stay six feet apart from each other in mm -hmm. the waiting room. That was very hard to do because we have a small practice. Um, we had to wait until the room was dry and clean before we could take the patient back. Um, we had to make sure that we were wearing disposable uniforms. Um, we also you know, make sure that the instruments are sterilized and um, dried and ready for each patient so that it would not be passed on to another patient. Okay. So when you were in work, I'm assuming that, you know, you're not part of the essentials, so therefore you're not working right now. That's correct, Joe. So when you were working, was there any, like, worry at first? Of course. We were all worried. It was kind of like the feeling when AIDS was introduced to society. We were unfamiliar with how the virus worked and we knew that we were definitely um, exposed more than others due to the fact that it was spread through saliva. Mm -hmm. We did know that. And directly when my position as a dental hygienist, I am dealing directly with saliva. So the fear was absolutely increased once we knew that the COVID was, you know, in the United States. Okay. And now during quarantine, is there any way that you're trying to continue, like... The only thing that we can do right now, um, unfortunately, is not treat patients because of um, the, um, the ability for it to be passed through droplet. What we can do is educate ourselves. I've been reading journal pieces. I've been reading just to increase all the precautions that we were already taking, but we're probably going to have to take it a little bit further when we return back to work. Um, what I did is I'm reading journal, uh, journal entries from the American Dental Association, educating myself in the new guidelines before we head back to, you know, seeing patients in the private practice. Trying to, like, do anything with your your profession right now. You're just trying to stay away and stay as 
distance from people as you can. Yes. In the state of Pennsylvania, all dental offices have been mandated to close their practices. Um, in the beginning of the um, outbreak, dentists were able to see patients on an emergency basis. But as things got, um, as the cases increased and the more knowledge from, you know, the people in the CDC, they decided that even um, the dentists couldn't even see emergency patients. So at that point, all dental patients who had emergencies were sent uh, to the emergency room for um, help. So if someone was having a problem with a tooth, they were sent straight to the emergency room? That's correct. Not, Not in the beginning, but um, as... Like now? At now, in this day and age. In this day and in, age. In Pennsylvania, the mandate is, is that... Um, mo- uh, Private practitioners were unable to see emergency patients. So now I'm going more into the gene of the person. How do you feel about the the precautions when you're like going to the store and how you're reacting around your own household? Um, it's definitely increased my cleaning, wiping, washing. Um, we have two people in our household who are essential workers. So therefore, when they came home from, come home from work, we are taking all the precautionary measures that we need to. Um, clothes are being washed, uh, shoes are being sprayed, uh, masks are being worn. If I go out to the supermarket, which is usually the only place that I'm going, um, I definitely am in a mask and I write a list. I enter, get what I need to get, and come straight home. Now, why are those masks so important? What you know? What, what's their main reasoning to prevent? So, my from my understanding um, is is that we're actually um, protecting others against. We could be carriers of the virus, and um, that is part of the unknown. So, what we're doing is protecting other people in case we were carriers. So from uh, what we were taught was that it is through droplet, through saliva. So most people, when they're speaking, do not speak six feet away from each other. And most likely, particles of saliva are airborne. And that's really why what, why you're wearing the mask, is so that we don't pass on that airborne droplet. When this does come to an end, are you hoping that you keep this same precaution at least for the next duration? Uh, What's the duration you think that's standable? Stand- sure. From all of the journals that I have that we discussed earlier, um, there are different precautions that are in place. Um, for instance, making sure our patients that are waiting to be seen would usually sit in the office mm-hmm. in in the waiting room. Yeah. That will probably change for at least six months. The recommendations are the patient can come to their patient to their appointment time to wait in the parking lot for our front desk person to call them and tell them when we are ready for them to come upstairs. So therefore that would eliminate them sitting in a waiting room with other people with the unknown whether they were sick or not. The second precautionary thing that we're going to be absolutely doing is each patient will be asked a questionnaire before they're taken back. Were they exposed to COVID? Have they been with people who have COVID? 
Are they feeling sick? Are they running a fever? With that, each patient will be, we will do a temperature on each patient before they are seen. So we have a thermometer in the office that just takes your temperature from your forehead. It's a suction cup, so there's no touching. You know, it'll just pick that up. Um, Each patient will have their temperature taken before they are taken back. If anyone is over 99 degrees, they will not be seen that day. They will be sent home. And it's for the safety of everyone everyone in the office and... For the patient themselves. Yeah. They were two of the precautionary. Um, we, I generally, for the 29 years that I've practiced, just use a usual face mask. There, it's called a level three face mask. The recommendations now are that we wear a face mask and a full shield. So we will be implementing that as well. So not, not exactly like what welders use, but like the clear one? Both. Oh. We will be wearing both. We will be wearing the regular mask that you see, yeah. regular, and, and like a, a shield. full shield. A yes, full shield. because in the dental office, aerosol, everything is aerosol, so it's in the air. And what they're saying now is that the virus could live in the air from two to three hours. With us being exposed to aerosol all the time, we have to take those precautions. So our gowns will be full gowns. Usually we wear throwaway jackets. From my understanding, we'll be wearing full gowns that will be thrown out in at hazardous waste before we leave the office. Our shoes, I believe, are going to be staying in the office in a box. We cannot bring them home. Um, so there are all a little bit of the different things that are happening where we took precautions, of course, before. Now it'll be to the extreme. Which it should be, because of the unknown of where this virus is going to come to an end. Yeah. But I think that a lot of precautions will be carried out for at least six months till the time they open up the place. All right, Gina, I want to thank you for your time today, and thank you for joining me today. The COVID-19 crisis has shielded on some of our nation's unsung heroes, nurses. How do nursing students feel coming into the workforce during this unprecedented medical crisis? That's next time on Covering COVID.